Hey, what's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by H-Town Model Shop. So, Instagram only, open to international builders. This is the 2020 Corona Model Car Show. One entry per builder, so pick your best build that you have built. No collaboration builds. To enter, you must upload up to 10 quality pictures in a single post with the hashtag 2020 Corona Model Car Show and a tag of the following Instagram members. H-Town Model Shop at Vision124 at Slammed Media M01. Sorry, guys, I'm kind of like reading this as I go along, but here we go. Automotive only, 124th, 125th scale, cars, trucks only. No motorcycles or military vehicles. Accounts must be made public. The pictures must include, if applicable, engine bay, trunk bay, interior, undercarriage, front, rear, and top shots. Winners are top 10 plus one special award, plus based on the point system for above requested pictures at least first place gets first pick on the prizes and a feature on the next dedicated magazine issue second place gets second prize pick etc prizes include but not limited to one $50 gift card second $25 gift card model car kits resin parts wheels flakes airbrushes and more so all pictures must be submitted by April 23rd, 2020, midnight, CST, assuming that's central. Winners will be posted 425-2020 at 6 p.m. CST Central. Correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, special thanks to everybody holding it down. H-Town Model Shop, Vision 124, Slam Medium, Iceman Collections, JP Custom Wheels, Tropical Glitz, Dedicated Magazine, Scaled World, Detail Junkies. All right, guys, stay tuned, have fun, be safe, and enjoy. Hey, what's up, guys? We're back with another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. This is episode number 119 with my guest, Wes Salazar, part of MCBA. He was out here in California earlier this year, then out in Texas. He's back home. There's so many questions I want to ask him. He's been killing it. Um, top quality builds he's been putting out, and he's been killing it, getting lots of awards. So let's go right ahead and get into this. I'm going to go ahead and call him right now. Hello. Hey, what's up, Wes? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Edgar. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. Just uh, chilling out. How you been? Busy. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I, I could see. I mean, I feel like this uh, this year, I was looking at your Instagram, and I was just tripping out, like, from from your trip when you came out here in January to, to now, you've just been, like, just active, whether it's building, and then you had that move as well yeah yeah it's uh it's almost been pretty much non-stop man it's uh i don't know it's been a roller coaster ride that's for sure <laughs> yeah man are, are you uh still living in the in the same like city and state or did you move somewhere completely different 
No, 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 no. I, uh, I'm still in the same, uh, in the same state, uh, Missouri. I just moved literally maybe 10 minutes down the road from where I used to be. Oh, nice. Not too far. So the, the, the move, it wasn't that crazy. Like having to drive like an hour away or anything like that. No, no, no. Just right, just right down the road, you know, easy, easy couple, uh, took about one day, two days to move everything, but that was, uh, it was pretty chill. So nice man well congratulations on the new place thank you thank you it's uh starting to settle in starting to uh you know come to the realization that we actually own a house now so <laughs> damn that's dope man yeah because like you know when it's like when you're renting somewhere you know you, you it's like you set up your shop and and you set up all these things right but then you you just know like man we're probably going to be here for like a couple years maybe four years or so forth but you just know you at some point you got to pack everything up and make that move. But now that you're settled in and, and you own your house, it feels a little bit more comfortable now. Now you could just like set all your stuff up and feel good that you don't have to be moving this stuff again. Exactly. And, you know, not having that uncertainty if you're going to be there, you know, like you said, a year or two years, you know, it, it's kind of gives you a little bit more freedom to kind of do what you want and kind of create the the space that you want to have, you know, or that you've always like dreamed of, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah. The, the previous place where you were living at, was it, was it kind of hard, um, like packing up the build room or you kind of just ready? Like I'm, I'm more excited for the new build room that I'm going to be setting up. Uh, definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement, you know, for moving in, getting up, set up at a new place, but, I tell you what, man, you, you, you realize, you don't realize how much stuff you actually have until you have to pack it all up. <laughs> and, and for me, that was kind of the, the trip is like, I did not realize I had so much stuff that was just model related stuff. You know, and it, it just, it was crazy the amount of boxes and stuff just for the, just for the hobby room alone. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yup. Because it's like kits, tools, materials. Everything. everything everything paint <laughs> yeah it's, and, that, and that's and that's the crazy part is because like it used to be you know kind of everything was all in one spot but now like i have the hobby room and then right in the room next door is actually going to be the paint shop so kind of uh expanded my space a little more too which is nice mm -hmm. man so, that's dope was it was it kind of easy or was it a little hard to get those rooms? You know, like when you have to kind of decide like, like, all right, this is going to be an office room or, or this is going to be my, my de designated like build room. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny, man. Cause, uh, I, I think within the last podcast we, uh, we were talking about my wife and I kind of shared the space downstairs in the basement, you know, and we kind of had to split it 50, 50. Well, this time around there's, there's a total of, uh, of five, like five bedrooms in this house. Wow. So, so we, yeah, we, we did, we did quite an upgrade, but it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to take this room, this room, and you can do whatever you want with the rest of the house. Cause this is the only space I need right here. Mm -hmm. so it was kind of, it was pretty easy, you know, picking out what rooms I was going to do what, but the nice thing about it now is, unlike at the last place where I had to do all my paint work outside is I'll actually be able to set up a paint shop 
a paint booth inside. So now I can paint pretty much all year round without having to really worry about weather too much now. Yeah. You'll be more in a controlled environment in there. Exactly. Exactly. So if, if everybody likes my paint jobs now, just, just wait till uh, I, I get that up and going, you know, it'll make them even better. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's, it's crazy. Like I've been, uh, I've been looking at your stuff, all your, all your latest builds and it's mm-hmm. just like the the quality, dude. It's it's top notch. Like you know, not just it's not just the paint job. It's everything. You know, the engine, interior, mm-hmm. the trunk. It's like full display. The bottom, the belly, everything. And um, and I started to think like, you know, for sure you need the tools and the materials to be able to do this stuff. But then again, one of the the very important things is like your your build room. Oh yeah, the space Definitely. to be able to do all that. Definitely. It, it helps. And, and knowing, knowing where everything's at and, and that where it's easily accessible for you. And, you know, you can, if you need something, you can just, okay, here, I got it. It's an arm's length away or something like that. You know, it, it, it does help quite a bit. I mean, the hobby room is a big part of it, you know? And, uh, like I said, setting up, I'm still getting set up now, but it's, uh, it's really, it'll be nice to have, set it up the way that I want to and just everything will be have a place and I'll know exactly where it's at. Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's cool that you have a, a, a designated space where you can do all the body work and all your ideas, create them there. Mm-hmm. And then once, once it's ready to paint, you could just go to that paint room and just paint it and not have, like you said, like not have to worry about weather or, you know, chancing it, like, oh, I don't know if, if I should do it or not. Now it's just, like, all for sure. You're, trust me, you're going to be getting a lot of stuff done faster. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I got some ideas and some new tools and tools of the trade and stuff that I want to hopefully pick up. So hopefully, yeah, it'll start getting stuff turned out a lot, you know, a lot quicker and dry time a lot quicker and stuff like that. And you know, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep everybody updated with it and take pictures as I go along. Yeah. yeah. Have you uh, have you purchased a three D printer yet? <laughs> no, not quite, man. Uh, <laughs> you got the space though for it, right there. I, I I definitely got the space for it now. Um, you know, a three D print's been ever since I've been seeing more and more people pick them up. It's kind of been something on my radar, but for right now, it's just it's on the back burner. You know. Yeah, just uh, maybe maybe in the future, but uh, right now, yeah, that's it's kind of one of those things. I'm keeping it in the back of my mind for now, but it'd be something cool to have. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. Like down the road, once once you free up some time, since you know, once you're all settled in and everything's cool, mm-hmm. and um, and you got some builds done, and and you're just like, you know what, I want to probably look into this more. That'll be like a good time. Definitely, you know, because it's one of those things that. You know, it takes time, and I've heard, you know, a lot of the other guests you've had on that, that use them and stuff or that are starting to use them. It just takes time to learn the programming and everything and how to set it all up. And, you know, yeah, just eventually down the road, like you said, I mean, that'd be I've, – I've thought about it, and trust me, there's a lot of uh, ideas I have in my my head right now that uh, – uh, parts that I would, like, I would love to create, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's – it, it, it all in all in time, man. All in time. Yeah, definitely. 
And uh, so how was your trip out to California earlier this year when you came out for the NNL and then the Grand National Roadster Show? Right. Yeah, that awesome as always, man. It was a, you know, great time. Uh, I brought my wife with me uh, this trip. Uh, she didn't make, she didn't go up to NNL West with, uh, with uh, myself and Al, but uh, she hung back with his wife uh, down in SoCal. But, um, you know, we made a whole vacation out of it. And uh, it's, it was her second time there. So we spent the week after after the shows and stuff, kind of doing some sightseeing and visiting, you know, friends and stuff like that. And it, it, it was a blast, man. I mean, like always have a fun time when I come home, you know? No. Yeah. Were, were you, you, were you able to make it to the pizza night? You know, we, uh, Al, Al Camacho and myself, we, uh, originally we had planned to, to make it up for the pizza night and, uh, we had everything planned out. And then it just, it ended up being one of those things, uh, on Friday, we kind of, we said, okay, let's, uh, let's hit up coast airbrush. Let's hit up Pegasus real quick in the morning and then maybe take off by the afternoon. And it's just one of those things that it kind of got, we lost track of time when we went to coast and, mm -hmm. and Pegasus and stuff. And by the time we got on the road to actually head up to, uh, to Northern California, it was, uh, probably about four thirty, five o'clock. So in right around that time on Friday, trying to get out of LA is a, is a nightmare. Damn, you know? yep. So I think by the time we were actually on the five freeway, you know, making good time, it was already like eight o'clock. So we, we already knew we weren't going to make it, but I, I kind of thought that uh, there'd be a little bit more after party going on when we got up there, but it seemed like everybody kind of crashed out though. Yeah, I think you know? it was like 9.30 or so, because it, it was supposed to end at 9, but I remember mm -hmm. it was like 9.30 or getting close to 10, and the majority of, of everyone had already left. They were just still mm -hmm. kind of hanging out right there, but you could tell the people working there were kind of looking at us like, yo, when are you guys going to jam? Because they were cleaning up, <laughs> and there was really no one in there anymore. Um, right. So then I was like, all right, let's just balance then. Let's just go back to to our um, hotel, chill, and then just get ready for the next day. And, right. And it was, uh, and I was tired too, though. Like, just from that, the, the you know, like, just doing all this. I, I don't know if it was like the excitement, the adrenaline of just everything that was going on. But mm -hmm. once I uh, got back and, and I was trying to settle down, dude, I was like feeling super tired that I was like, Man, I, I get I better get my rest so this way I can wake up early the next day to be early at the show. Right. And and that and that was kind of the thing this year versus the previous year. You know, I think we had talked about in the last time uh on the last podcast that I was on that Al and I did the basically shoot up there the same day and then come back the same night. And th this time around we didn't want to do that, so we ended up going up Friday, getting the hotel Friday night. And kind of like you said, we were exhausted, but at least we knew we could, we could rest up for the next day for mm -hmm. the, for the show, you know, and not look like, uh, not look like death the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, when, when you're out at, at coast, um, I mean, the, the layout's kind of the same. I feel, you know, like ever since the first time I went to coast, it's kind of mm -hmm. still the, the same uh, layout, but 
it's always like a nice feeling going in there, you know? Oh, yeah. And it, it's, it's, you're like a kid in a candy store every time you go in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, that, that was the first, I think the first time in five, I think five years that I've been in that, in, in the coast. I mean, I've done online orders and stuff like that, but actually having the time to go there when I was visiting, that was about the first time in about five years. Dang. So it, it look it looks the same to me. I mean, a few things that kind of changed around, but um, you know, I just I felt like it 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 was the same like when I used to go in there every other weekend. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the cool thing is that they they always they do carry like new products whenever somebody like an independent company is coming out with something that's pretty cool and modern right. that that they know it's going to help a painter or an artist. So I, I've always liked that when they, whenever they get all the the new stuff in, um, right. but it it's it's a nice nice spot. That, I like that they have you know the the different types of paints, uh, flakes and airbrushes and all that. It's like a one stop shop. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, that's like that's the only place that I've ever found like that that you can actually go physically go to and you know, look at the stuff, pick out what you want, you know, cause a lot of other stuff is just mainly online. So you can't physically see it, you know, before you buy it. And that's what, that's the one thing I've always liked about coast is, Hey, come on in, check it out. You know, ask the guys there. They're very knowledgeable on all their stuff and they'll, they'll set you up right with everything you need. Yeah. You know? What's like the, the one thing you always tend to order from coast all the time online? Uh, Man, it's quite a bit, but probably the the most one of the most frequent things I order is a reducer mm-hmm. uh, for for all the like for the lacquer paints that I use and stuff like that, like House of Color and all that. Because trying to find that that RU three eleven is the medium reducer. Trying to find that out here is almost next to impossible. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it, I I order quite a bit of that. You know every but maybe every like three months or so depending on depending on how much i'm painting obviously i'm not doing a lot of painting right now so i'm able to stock up on it for a little bit but you know uh reducer uh all the different house of color paints that are shimmering too as they call them now um you know just a lot of that stuff mainly yeah that's dope when um so you guys went there first and then after that you guys hit up uh, pegasus yeah, uh, we hit Coast first and then uh, did a little detour out to uh, Montclair to go check out Pegasus just for a little bit. Yeah, you know, always, always got to hit, hit up the uh, hit up the spots where I used to be at. You know. So, yeah, because I mean, uh, like that that location there that that's the one that you worked at, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so like being in there now, I mean, you don't work there anymore, but. Just being in there, does it kind of feel like, man, I feel like I just got off my shift or like I was here last week for work? You know, in a way, in a way it does. Um, but in a way, it's kind of it's kind of different now, too, just because there's a lot of a lot of faces have changed since I've obviously since I've been there uh, several years ago. But it's uh, it, it, it's a very familiar feeling, like you step behind the counter and it's like you almost want to start working again, you <laughs> yeah. know? But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, brings back a lot of memories, man. I mean, it, it's, I don't want to say 
I don't want to get all sappy and say I get homesick every time I come back to California. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a it, that's my home, man. That's where I was born and raised. So, you know, it's uh always brings back a lot of memories going all the different places. You know. Yeah. What was it? Uh, like a trip? You know, just working there. Finally, you're like, damn, I'm here, and you're just <laughs> helping people out. Like back in the day. Yeah, that that, that was surreal, man. That was uh. It was kind of one of those like quick transitions from becoming a customer, being a customer to becoming an employee. But it all, it was just like, it was a smooth transition though. Like it was meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, Oh no, obviously you got to learn the job, but it was very uh, seamless transition almost. So yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was fun. <laughs> what, what was like, would you say is like one of the perks of working there? You know, uh, no, a couple, couple actually, I would say, um, number one, getting to see the behind the scenes of all the, uh, like the hobby, the products, you know, getting to see what's coming out, what's new, what's, you know, the latest and greatest thing that the companies are going to put out because you get all that insight kind of before the general public does, but, um, also to getting to interact with people on a daily basis, you know, friends, new customers, helping people out, helping them get, get involved in the hobby, you know, and trying to get new interest in like, Oh, Hey, here, you know, here's what you want to have to start out with and try this out first. And, you know, if you like it, come back. And there was a lot of, a lot of people that were repeat customers after that, you know? Yeah. Man, that's so, awesome. Right there. Yeah. Was, oh, go ahead. was there, was there anything that stands out to you that was like, like something crazy that happened with either like product getting damaged or, or like a customer acting crazy? Uh, <laughs> man, uh, customer, customers acting crazy. I mean, that's, that's almost a given almost anywhere you work. I think true. That's true. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you get those, you get some of the ones that are, that they're chill and then all of a sudden they want to start, you know, like arguing with you over something or, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, wait a minute, where'd that come from? You were just chill a second ago. And then, and then, and then you get the ones that, you know, they come in and you right off the bat, you already know, great. I'm, I got to deal with this, you know? Uh-huh. So I, I can't, I can't really pinpoint, you know, one particular story on that note, but I'll just say that there was a lot of, uh, in the, in the two, two, two and a half years that I worked there, there was a quite a few incidents of some crazy people coming in, but you know, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I, I don't know if I can just chalk it up to, you know, it's just, just modeling in general. You get some crazy people in or, mm-hmm. or what? It, yeah, it was, it was, uh, some fun, interesting times. Nothing, uh, Nothing that made me worry about anything, but it's just kind of one of those. Yeah, it's definitely made my week. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> nah. So. I've, yeah, I've, I've had that in the past where it's like you're at work and everything's cool, like the day's going good, you're in a good mood, and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden, like just something happens, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" Like, <laughs> customer oh, yeah. comes in, acts crazy, and then they bounce, and you're like, "Dude, did he just like leave his house to come do this and go back, like to blow some steam on me?" Like, yeah, like, this exactly. is, this is crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, sometimes like it'll linger on, like it'll still stay in my mind that day. Like it kind of ruins the day. And mm-hmm. and it's not until like, finally when I get home and I'm doing now something completely different, 
And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like tomorrow's another I, day. No, I, I feel you, man. And that, you know, it's like you said, it, it, sometimes it lingers on and it's, it's not necessarily good, but you know, sometimes it's just that crazy that it just sticks in your mind. And it's like, did that really, did that crap really just happen today? <laughs> I mean, you know, but no, yeah, yeah. It's, I think, I think anybody, anybody that's worked in retail or that works in retail, you know, they, they kind of, they kind of learn after a while. It just comes with the territory. Yeah. You know? I, I used to, I used to think, man, does this always happen just here? I used to think that right. it was just there where I was at. And then it wasn't until I started, like, I'll be shopping some, somewhere else at a store. And then I noticed like a similarity, like an interaction, something going on. Right. Right. And then I'd be like, oh, man, I feel for the employee. I know what he's going through right now. Like, exactly. th this stuff goes down here, too. I thought it was just yeah. at my spot. That's crazy. Right. You'll be you'll be in line waiting to check out somewhere. And the, and the guy in front of you is giving the, the clerk a hard time. And <laughs> when, you come, when you come up there, it's like, yeah, you don't even need to say anything. I already understand. You know, so it's. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's, I think anything with retail though is like that. Eventually, at some point, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to to Pegasus, but I I just like how they just stock. They have a really good stock of model kits, uh, mm -hmm. parts, paint. Like it's just a lot of different, like one stop shop too, with with a lot of for skill modeling. Um, and I know a lot of people order their stuff or they get, uh, they use a lot of their wheels, but, it, mm -hmm. but it, it sucks that some of them, they live so far away that they can't, they don't have that opportunity to come in to the store. Exactly. They, they don't get to experience it, you know, experience the store and experience the, the whole aspect of it, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Like I was, uh, when I had, when I was interviewing uh, Chippa T. He was like, mm -hmm. uh, it was fun to hear him speak about his experience about going into Pegasus for the first time. Like he was right. just, he was just tripping out like on all the stuff and him mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Bullet 87, they were like, they were talking about it. Like I was watching their, uh, their, their stories that they were posting mm -hmm. when they were out there. So that was, that was pretty neat to see as well. Like the excitement of them being out there for the, for the first time seeing all that stuff. No, definitely. And that, and that was like we, you mentioned earlier, one of the perks of the job is you get somebody that comes in and they've never been there before and, and their excitement, it's almost contagious. You know, it, it, it gets you, you know, hyped up to, you know, want to show them around and show them different things and, you know, maybe, maybe teach them a couple of things they don't know about the hobby and stuff. And, you know, that that's always cool, man. It was always a cool experience when somebody like that would come in you know, that hadn't been there before. Yeah. Um, when, when you guys uh, headed out and, and were on your way, you know, up North to the NNL, were you guys pretty excited on the road? Oh yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it, it, like I said, it was a lot different than la than the previous year. Cause, uh, we had, we, me and my wife had flown in Thursday night and, uh, actually were able to get some rest before, heading up north and so we had most of the day friday but uh yeah we were pretty uh i was pretty excited i know al uh was pretty excited to to go up there and uh you know i brought i didn't bring as many cars this time i think i only brought five 
this time around. So, but there were some of the, as you, you know, you guys have seen on my Instagram and stuff, some of the higher quality ones that I finished up towards the end of last year. So, but yeah, we were, uh, we were pretty hyped, man. It's uh it was a fun, fun trip. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was, that was a good show. I, I had, I had a, a good time, like seeing everybody there. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, from speaking with everybody after, it just felt like, you know, time, like it, it goes by fast and then there's a point where it kind of slows down, but then it goes by fast and then it's done. And sometimes you feel like there's not enough time to like chop it up with everybody, you know? No, Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that was one of the crazy things that I think at any show, at any show that I've experienced, but yeah, especially there, it's like, it seems like the day you get there, you set up, you want to go look around at the vendors, and then but you want to talk at this, to everybody at the same time because you haven't seen them for a while, and it's hard to kind of balance all that out to where it it makes it doesn't make the day seem like it goes fast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Because I think I think I only I bumped into you like once or twice, and it was just kind of like a hey, what's up, man? And, Yep. You know, a quick, quick little, you know, oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah, check this out. And all right, I'll check it with you later, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you. I remember you were walking and you had your 64 because you had gotten it photographed. And, yeah, yeah. and you were uh, taking it back to the table. And that's where I got to see it. And, and, then, and then later when I did the rounds, I, I saw it again. I took some photos of it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was like a moment right there. Um, there was yeah. even with, uh, with Poncho. Um, mm-hmm. I was like in the vendor section looking at something and then he happened to just be walking by. He was headed somewhere already. He looked like he was in a hurry, but it was just kind of mm-hmm. like, I didn't even recognize him at first cause he's wearing a beanie in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, yo, yeah. what's, I was like, Oh, Pancho, what's up? He's like, Hey, what's up? And then we just said, what's up, you know, for a little bit. And mm-hmm. he was just, cause he was going somewhere. So I was like, yo, I'll let you, you know, we'll, we'll talk later. Like do your thing. And then um, after that, I might have seen him from a distance one more time, and then I didn't see him again. Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's just, you know, and the, and the funny thing is, I know it's a big venue and stuff, but, yeah, like you said, you see somebody, and then you may not see him again for a couple more hours, and it's just it's crazy, man, because I think we we took uh, we had a bunch of guys up there from MCBA this year from our from our club, and we we managed to get them all together for a group photo, but that was just a that was a task in itself. Just to get you everybody know? together, yeah, yeah, trying to round everybody up. And I think I, I think that was the only time we were all together as one group. And then after that, it was like everybody kind of split, did their own thing, and it's just it was it was crazy. It's like okay, where'd everyone go? <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? No, yeah, but it was it, it was it was still it was a good time, man. I mean. You know, I, I've, that was my second time out to NNL West, and uh, you know, I, I'm sold as as long as I can keep coming back to it and, and going. I'll I'll definitely try to make the efforts to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a uh, it was cool. So I was got got to like I said, debut a couple of my new cars, a couple of my new builds and stuff. And uh, yeah, you you yeah. also got a, a a picked on one of your cars. Um, yeah, for the NNL. Yeah, yeah congratulations, dude. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, one of the uh, actually got it hanging up here on the wall. Uh, it was a staff pick for the uh, for my 1970 Charger. 
uh, I guess because the theme was anything 1970 uh, this past year or this year. And uh, I guess they, they liked the, the charger good enough to pick it for a staff pick. So I was, I was honored. I was kind of blown away because I, I seen it sitting there and I'm like, you know, they didn't, they, they didn't actually an- announce it or anything. So when I went to go pick the car up, I seen it next to it. And I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> That's tight. Well, yeah, that was a that was a good feeling, man. It was uh, the first time ever for at an NNL show that I've gotten a pick for anything. So yeah, cool. You might want to uh, later this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Might want to check. I'll, I'll keep a lookout, but I know that every year they do like a NNL uh, West yearbook. Okay. And towards the end, uh, or somewhere somewhere in, in the in the in the book, probably like the last quarter of it, they showcase mm-hmm. like the the picks for that year and uh and they do show uh like a picture of the vehicle and they'll they'll put your name on there too so you might want to look that up later once it comes out they usually sell those through uh, madcloud.com and um there's some years i have some previous ones that i Mm -hmm. I purchased um on the madcloud that they've uh they've sold but it's neat to see the yearbooks because they also include like other photos like just uh, a lot of coverage from the show mm-hmm. as, right. as well on there so that's always like pretty cool um the the following day that was the the grand national roadster show um you guys were out there i was i wasn't able to go to that one um right. how was how right. was that show that crazy as always mm-hmm. um you know i we as far as the model contest goes, it was it was actually a lot smaller than the previous year, and I, I think a lot of that a lot of people stuck around up north and or they came back and they just exhausted, you know, so they didn't make it the next day to the show. But uh, the model show was a little bit down as far as attendance goes, um, as far as number of entries uh, were were concerned. But I mean, overall, the show itself was was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I remember talking with, uh, oh, dang it, forgive me, I forget, forget the name, uh, from Florida that came out. Uh, I was hanging out with, with, with you. Oh, uh, Dennis. Dennis, uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, it's, I'm, I'm bad with names. It's been a long day at work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not so good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was talking with Dennis and I was telling him about it and, you know, he was saying, oh, yeah, might try to make it out and i said hopefully you can because you know it's cool just to see all the one-to-one cars and stuff too in addition to the show to the model show but you know yeah it, it was good man it was a good time just uh another long day that's for sure yeah <laughs> no yeah. did did you also you also got awards for that show too right yeah it was, it was a good weekend man i, I don't that's tight. i don't not to not to sound like i'm I'm bragging or anything because I, I don't like to sound like that. Nah, but, man. Uh, well, I mean, the work the work that you're bringing, though, it's so dope. Like, yeah, you know? It, it, I, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, the, the Charger ended up getting... Uh, well, I got I got two first places uh, for the Charger for my, my 56 Nomad, uh, the red and bronze one that I did. And then the Charger ended up winning Best of Show out at a out of grand national that that was a first for me for that show yeah in all in all the years i've been coming to to the grand national and and entering i think was it uh 
well, since 2010, I want to say. I've never even come close to getting a best of show. And lo and behold, I, I got one finally. So I was like, I was blown away. You can ask, uh, you know, Anthony or anybody that was there. I think I had, <laughs> they said I had a look of shock and like I was going to start tearing up, you know, because I was, <laughs> you know, I was so in disbelief. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's one of those things I, I've mentioned before is like when I go to these shows, I don't go in expecting to win anything, you know, or mm -hmm. expect to do super well or anything like that. I just go to have a good time. So if I get an award like that or a master award or something along those lines, you know, it, it is a shock. It, it, I will say it, it is still kind of a shock to me because, you know, I, I, I know what I do and stuff, but I'm very humble about it. And it's, you know, it, it's still takes me by surprise a little bit every time, you know, mm -hmm. so, I know everyone that's listening is probably going to be like, yeah, right. He's, you know, he's just saying that, but you know, <laughs> nah, congratulations, dude. It's well-deserved, man. Like, Appreciate it. yeah, all the, I, I, everything, when I look at your pictures, I'm just tripping out like, God dang, like, look at that. Like the, uh, <laughs> like you're 64 Impala, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, that one there, before you started laying down the paint and everything, what was um, like your vision that you had for that car, you know, before starting up, did you already know like what you were going to do to it as far as like the trunk display, your engine detail and all that? What, what was your approach towards that 64 Impala? Coming up with the, the idea for that, the overall idea was just to build a clean, classic, you know, low rider nothing nothing crazy nothing too over the top um nothing like a radical or anything like that obviously but you know i had i had the idea of the engine what what details i wanted to add to it um the paint color kind of came along after i had already had it primed and everything i it took me a while to come up with the color for it because trying to figure out something different that i hadn't done for a while um, it, the, the trunk setup, I'll say when it comes to low riders, the high, the hydraulic setups are always kind of like, uh, they take me a, a little while to come up with cause I, I'll sit there and look at it and kind of figure out, you know, what style of pumps do I want to go with and, and how much, how detailed do I want to get with the, with the overall hydraulic lines, you know? So that. That probably took me the longest. It probably took me about uh, about two or three weeks to come up with the with the hydraulic setup, and then scratch building the dumps and everything. And uh, I think one of the one of the photos I sent you shows the dumps in like a raw form. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, coming up with those and, and figuring out how I want to lay it out, and it was it that was probably the longest part of the build. Honestly, was doing the hydraulic setup, but. You know, when when I when I go into the when I go into these builds, for the most part, I have an overall vision of how I want it to look. But seven out of ten times, that vision changes as I go along. You know, it's uh, there's always a little bit different result at the end than what I had originally thought of. So it's just kind of, I guess that's kind of with every artist, though. You know. <laughs> yeah, and and for the engine. Um... Mm -hmm. like how do you decide how how far do you want to take it with the detail 
Because I just, I feel like everything's in there. It almost looks like you could start that thing up. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, yeah, as far, I don't know. I try to, I try to mimic as much as I can in as far as detail goes in an engine bay without it looking too cluttered. Um, I think for those that listen to, uh, Tony Johnson's podcast when I was in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, you heard me talk about, you know, you want to, you want to replicate the engine bay and everything in there as, as best as you can without, without overdoing it, without making it look too messy. And I think for me, the biggest, the biggest thing is you got to have obviously your spark plug wires. Um, for me, it's, it's spark plug wires, uh, the machined aluminum pulleys. Um, lately I've been getting into the, uh, model car garage photo edge valve cover sets, um, which is what a one that I put on the, uh, the 64 Impala. And, um, you know, just, just kind of, those are like the three main things. And then it's like, okay, what wires can I add that, you know, that you would actually physically see on the real car and not something that, Oh, Hey, it's so small on the real car that you wouldn't see it on a model, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it just varies on the car, honestly. Um, and depending on what it has, like if the car has factory air conditioning or something like that, putting the air conditioning lines in and everything else. So it, it, it varies car to car. Yeah. And as far as like the, the sizes, um, when when you're buying the the sizes of cables and wiring for these engines, um, mm-hmm. is it kind of like a a trial and error as far as like on what you're buying, or do you just kind of buy like let's just say for example like three different sizes back to back, just to see like what would be the the appropriate size for the engine? Um, pretty much actually, it's it. I, I won't necessarily say trial and error, but. I'll generally narrow it down to, like you said, about three different sizes, and then I'll pull it up there, see which one looks best, and then, you know, and again, depending on the car, some cars are bigger, some cars are smaller, so, like, say, a a radiator hose for a 64 Impala is going to be a lot different than a different size than a radiator hose for, like, one of your import cars or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a lot smaller on a on a Honda Civic than it would be a '64 Impala. But you know, it, it it's it's going to take a little. It takes a little bit of time to figure it out. But once you once you have the sizes down, you pretty much know. Okay, this is what I need to go with for the next build and the next build and so on and so forth. Yeah is is there like a a method that you've developed over time to focus? on each different compartment on a model car because like the 64 it's not just focusing on one area it's it's focusing on 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 pretty much like a a full car you know like mm-hmm. every everything anywhere you're going to look at you're going to see something and mm-hmm. um i mean even like myself when i when i go to work on my cars a lot of the times i just focus on one thing and then another thing i'll, I'll focus on but later um, once, and then sometimes once it's done, I'll regret like, man, I should have done this. I should have gone back and, and I should have not, you know, I should have been more patient. Right. Right. Well, and yeah, honestly, 
Edgar, that's uh, that's come from experience and just and just over the years learning not to rush stuff because there I've done that same thing where just because I want to get it done, get it out on the table, I'll rush something and and forego putting you know certain details into like say the interior or the motor or something like that, and then once it's all together, like you said, you you end up regretting it. I've I've done that before, so. Just from just from past experience and everything, I just I've learned to look at one aspect of it first. Like say, you know, the engine's usually somewhat something that everybody starts with. Look at that, detail it as far as you can go without putting it before you put it into the car. And then once you put it into the car, you get the body on it. Then before you finalize everything you know, figure out what other wires you want to add, like your battery wires, your, uh, your miscellaneous, uh, like brake uh, vacuum lines for older cars and stuff like that, or, uh, fuel lines, fuel rail lines, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, cause a lot of those, you, you can't add to it until you actually have the body physically on the chassis. Cause it's so delicate that if you try to put it together after that, it would just end up breaking off. You know, so it's, uh, it, it's just, like I said, with experience, just learning, learning to take my time with each section of it and trying to get the most out of it that I can. And in some cases I've actually had to tell myself, okay, that's enough, you know, no more. Cause I'll, I'll go 10 times crazier with it than I wanted to. And next thing you know, I've been working on the motor for three weeks straight. So, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, so it, it it, it, the biggest thing I can say is just, you know, just just take it, take one section at a time and do it to the best of your ability, but don't overthink it because that's where a lot of people I can tend to lose is if they if they overthink it, then then they're going to start second guessing what they've done, or they're going to leave something off and then they're going to you know regret it later on. So just take your time with it that's what i can say <laughs> yeah so like i know a lot of the times we uh when we're on instagram we're scrolling and then we start digging and we start mm -hmm. like trying to find more uh you know inspiration examples of, of photos of what people are doing and mm -hmm. when someone looks at one of your engines a lot of those parts um would you say like it's kind of like a balance between like aftermarket products and then also some scratch, just scratch built. Yeah. Uh, it's about, honestly, I probably say about 50, 50, mm -hmm. uh, usually a lot of, like I personally, like I I've done, I've machined my own parts before, but I don't, I don't have my own lathe or anything here, my own lathe or mill here that I can do it now. So like a lot of my machined aluminum parts are, are aftermarket that I buy um to put into the motors and stuff but there's some things like the uh the hydraulic lines in the uh, engine bay on the 64 those are all scratch built um obviously like the hydraulic lines and stuff that's all scratch built so that's cool man yeah because a lot of the times we wonder we're like man where'd you get that you know we start <laughs> we start asking those questions mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. it's like scratch built what like dang that's dope but yeah, until you start, you know, start until you start like building with someone or hanging out with someone that knows how to do all that stuff, and they start showing you, 
it's mm. it, it's just like it opens up all these like ideas and doors in your mind you know of, of the possibilities oh yeah no it's uh yeah and that's that was the biggest thing i know you know we kind of talked about uh on the last podcast and i know the podcast you did when you had anthony on he was talking about how i used to come over to his house all the time and you know spend late nights there learning how to do all this stuff soaking it all in and you know, it, it's an eye opener when you actually have somebody that's willing to take the time to show you how to do it and and to teach you how to do it. Yeah. You know, it makes it makes a big difference. And you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have people like to like him in my life that that kind of helped me along the ways. And and now I'm kind of passing it on to. Uh, there's a 16 year old kid out here that uh he's a he's big into model building and. Uh, He's he's got more talent now at his age than than I did when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Damn, so, and, that's tight. Yeah, and I've been he a lot of it's natural talent, but he's come to me and asked me, you know, how to do certain things and stuff like that, and I've shown him, and feels good to you know kind of pass that along to the next generation, mm-hmm. you know, and especially since I don't have kids of my own right now, so. <laughs> no, yeah, that's you know, that's dope. Yeah, it's uh. Does it still kind of trip you out though that you know how long you've been doing this from when you're you were young, you know how deep you're into this till now, like it's it's part of your life. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I I kind of sit and contemplate, not contemplate, but I kind of sit and think about it every so often because, you know, I've been I've been building since I was eight years old, and competing since I was fifteen, and I'll be thirty this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty much been my life ever since I really got heavy into it with competing. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think I I don't I don't know what I'd be doing, honestly, if I didn't have if it wasn't for modeling. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy, dude, because a lot of people there's a lot of people you hear about that they they do it when they're kids then they take a break for a while and then they come back like in their thirties or like, you know, late thirties, early forties and come back in the building, you know? And for me, it was never like that. I always found a way to kind of balance, you know, life, like even like throughout high school and stuff and, you know, with real cars and, you know, girls and all that stuff. And I found a way to balance all that out and still do modeling along with it you know and not actually ever take a full i guess a full break from it you can say you Mm -hmm. know so it's i'm kind of a kind of a rare breed in that sense (laughs) yeah i um i I was looking at some of the like the mini trucks that you were posting on your instagram and there was one that stands out to me a lot uh because Mm -hmm. it looks very realistic it's one that you have with suicide doors and then you had like cables you know, coming out of the console oh, and just r- running along, like even on the, the inner door panels, you know, and that mm-hmm. to me, it just looked like something you would see uh, like realistically when someone's working on their truck. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, actually I should take pictures of my, my real truck. Cause that's how it looks in the garage right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, uh, that truck was, was built actually, believe it or not, back in 2009. And, uh, before I really, before I really was big into doing a lot of the custom stuff and, 
I just never seen somebody build one like that before. So I, I kind of took it upon myself to, you know, I'm, I'm big into the, to the one-to-one mini truck scene as it is, as, as it is myself. And, uh, just from experience, from what I've seen people working on their trucks and stuff is like, yeah, this isn't too far fetched from how it would actually look. So, you know, it was, that was, that was a fun build, man. I actually thought about doing something similar, uh, down the road with uh another mini truck kind of like that like a work in progress type yeah. thing yeah yeah like uh, like a like a 2.0 version now with all the skill exactly. the skills and, and things you know now exactly and like i said plus i got the real thing sitting in my garage right now so i can take uh reference photos and just sit out there and uh you know stare at that for a few hours come back in and uh build it in plastic <laughs> yeah it, it's so crazy how you know, you, you buy a model kit and you built it based on what you know at that moment of knowledge and experience. And then, mm-hmm. you know, five years, 10 years later, you go back and you revisit, an, you know, the same model kit, just a brand new fresh kit. And now you right. have like all this experience, different ideas. And it's like a like the another version, you know, and then you compare them and you go, man, like all, all the things I learned. Dude, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, I have I still have most most of my builds that I built even when I was like a kid. And uh to look at the transition and the progress from then to now, I mean it's I mean obviously it shows that the practice and the and the patience has paid off, but it's amazing though to see the the difference because it's it's funny you mentioned that. I when I was in Texas uh for the showdown show back in, in March um at my parents house i was going through some of my stuff that i still had there and uh came across believe it or not my very first model that i ever built man and ironically enough it's a 64 impala (laughs) (laughs) and it's i brought it i brought it back and it's it's actually sitting right here on the on the table with me right now and yeah to look at to look at that and to look at that the brown one that that i just built last year yeah dude it's a night and day difference you gotta send me some photos i want to see it yeah do a side you can even side by side comparison yeah i definitely i'll do uh i'll have to do i'll get get you some photos of those and uh yeah it's crazy man it's uh you're you're gonna look at that and be like nah you didn't build that when you were a kid (laughs) you know it's uh it's night and day but hey you know what every everybody's got to start somewhere you know yeah and that's that's just living proof that, you know, I I I myself too started at that point at, at one point in time, you know, with with learning how to not doing the paint real well and, you know, glue marks here and there and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah, it's fun, man. But it's it's crazy though. I mean, like you said, for as long as I've been doing this, I'm I still got a long way to go. Knock on wood. So. <laughs> oh yeah, and so in March, so. California in January and now fast forward to March at the time um, mm-hmm. you were out there for the showdown 2020 and yep. I was out in Texas and um, mm-hmm. right there you got to you know hang out with a lot of the locals there from Texas detail junkies um, mm-hmm. a lot of the guys from the LUGK and then also uh, some club members uh, that are in the same club with you and MCBA as well um, right. how, how was that 
uh, Tony Johnson and and Chippa T, all that. How was that experience out there in uh, Texas, with, hanging out with all those guys? Oh, that was a blast, man. That that's always uh, a a good time out there. It's my second time to that show too, and uh, but really my first time hanging out with everybody because when I went the year uh, a couple years prior, didn't really know too many people then because I, I was just getting into Instagram then. So. But now it, it was just a blast, man. Just hanging out, chopping it up with everybody. Uh, like you said, um, uh, the club member, homeboy uh, Waco, out there. Uh, first time getting together with him from MCBA. You know, it was a uh, it was a good time, man. And kind of wasn't expecting to be pulled into a podcast out there. That was kind of a, a new experience, just kind of like on the spot, you know. But, yeah, that that was cool. Like I uh, I started to see well later. Um, I know David hit, had hit me up and then, um, when, when they were, you know, talking about, uh, you know, about, cause I, he was telling me like, would it be cool to do like a cross promotion? I was like, dude, hell yeah. Like, send me what you got, you know, like I want to mm -hmm. share that, you know, and I want to hear it as well. So right. it was just one of those things where later when I saw the video, I was like, oh, that's dope. Like they actually like, you know. Tony went that extra length and, and, and did all that stuff. Right yeah, there. dude, he, he, dude, he brought his whole setup, man. I, I was amazed at all the stuff he brought out, man. And, you know, shout, shout out to Tony for doing that, man. Cause that, that was cool. That's tight. You know, to, to do the setup like that. He had a full film crew working for him, man. He had Chipper T working the cameras and stuff. And, you know, a couple of the other guys too. It was like a full production, man. It, it was badass yeah you know <laughs> i hope i but, hope more like you know like once the show the shows start popping up again and everything that mm -hmm. more like live footage like that comes out that would be yeah. uh pretty cool in the past i've had friends ask me like why don't you do a live podcast somewhere and mm -hmm. i've always been like like yeah it sounds like a good idea but my my always like in the back of my mind all i'm thinking about is is if I'm outdoors or indoors, there's going to be all this, uh, like, like noise in the background. Mm -hmm. That's always right. like what kind of what worries me that I'm like, oh, I don't know how, how that would work. But seeing what I saw and when I heard, I was like, dude, that sounded clean right there. It didn't sound too crazy. It did sound live, but good though. Mm -hmm. You know that I was just like thinking like, yeah, maybe down the road like that. If anything that like motivated me more and influenced me more by seeing that you know and no, that, that, yeah that's awesome dude i mean that'd be that'd be hella cool to get you set up at some of those shows and stuff and and do that and it, it and the crazy part was is because i i didn't know myself how it was gonna go and how it was gonna sound because well especially being on the spot like i wasn't expecting to be on a podcast that day <laughs> so, come but, over uh, here come with yeah. us <laughs> yeah david's uh david's like hey man you gotta come on get on here and i'm like what what do, you, what, what do you mean? Oh, all right, all right, all right, whatever. Um, but there was a lot of people around, man, like in the background, just walking around back and forth. And when I same thing, when I heard the audio playback afterwards, I was like, wow, it's it it doesn't sound that bad at all. I mean, it sounded mm -hmm. crystal clear. Yeah, you could hear you yeah. guys good, and it, there wasn't like a distraction in the background where I could say like, oh, it's overpowering the voice. No, it sounded good. I was yeah. like, damn, that's dope. I wonder what filter or what what is he using to like, you know, get rid of all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. He had he had some crazy crazy setups going. I mean, 
at least it looked crazy to me. You know, he had like all the mic setups and whatnot. And, you know, next time you talk to him, man, you have to ask him what what he's using because it's all foreign. It's all foreign knowledge to me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> man, but, that, that's cool. So it's like you got to see model cars, hang out with them, do the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So it was it was well worth it. And it's just one day that event as well. Yeah, it's just a one day show, and it's uh it's the same like a nine at nine a.m. to four p.m. show. You know, and it it's cool, man. I mean, it's a it's a little bit smaller compared to some of the other shows that like you know we're used to going to and whatnot. But you know, it, it's a, it's a good time, man. Those guys out there, are good people. You know, it's, it's almost like a second family to me out there mm-hmm. with all with all those guys. So you know, shout out to them for all the hospitality that they put out and stuff. It, it, it's fun, man. It's a good time. Yeah. Then and then too, I feel like with Instagram, it's more of a tool that just connects everybody even more. Definitely. You know, because like, I mean, I feel like, like a lot of us are on there probably around the same time, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. I know some of us can have the phone set up with like notifications for messages or comments or whatnot. I I, I took mine off. Like I, Mm -hmm. it's only when I want to like check in, but, but it's one of those things like you're always, we're always checking in, you know? It's, oh, yeah. it's not like, oh, check in at night, one, once at night. It's like, oh, it could be all day. <laughs> well, especially now that, you know, a lot of us have the time to do it, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, there's like, there's a lot of that um, g- going on. So, and then it, it it's crazy because I, um, I've been, I, I watch every day. There's these uh, DJs that I've been following since like the early 2000s. And I want to say like a, a few years ago, they started a school um, of DJing and scratching and, and they're just educating their students with music theory and all this stuff. So, okay. so they're out in Glendale and they get students that come in and whatnot, but, but right now they're, they're shut down. So they've been uh, doing the live streaming um, on YouTube and what they're doing is they're, they're basically like promoting their business. Like they're showing you something of how mm-hmm. to how to how to scratch and how to do all this stuff so everybody's like on there interacting with them and at the same time they're promoting like kind of like hey like when we go back you know like we're offering all these services so basically they could like sign sign up for the next semester or whatnot but one of the messages that one of the guys was saying was like hey like i know all you guys are at home and we're over here like practicing and we're doing this stuff but um, and I know most of you guys want to go back to work or you want to go back to school and you're, you know, you feel like this is an inconvenience, but you know what? Like, just look at it, take it at like the positive side of it. Uh, right mm-hmm. now we're practicing, we're here, we're doing this and we're sharpening our skills. Like we're just, we're, we're just practicing to get better. So finally, like once we're, you know, we're able to play, perform somewhere or go out to a venue or, or wherever showcase, you know mm-hmm. now you know you're we're on point right and, and yeah. like we're not slacking like we're we're on it now and right and all I, that time to practice <laughs> yeah dude and and it's like all all this time that um i mean i've been here at the pad all day um you know i could i could kick back and not do nothing you know but then i would feel kind of weird so i'm like you know what man i there's all kinds of stuff i want to do in the day 
you know, and sometimes I feel like the day, my days go by fast. I've been learning a lot more with like video editing. I'm looking more into equipment. Like I'm, I'm trying to educate myself on certain things that I had no clue about. And right. so this way, um, I, I try to learn as much as I can, soak in as much as I can. So finally, when, when I'm back to work and, and doing other things and, and now that that time of let's just call it like schooling right now is mm-hmm. is it's going to be a lot more limited you know i'm not going to have the yeah. whole day to do all this stuff now i'm only going to have a, a small window of an opportunity to right take advantage of the time you can yeah so i'm taking advantage of that but at the same time uh, i'm seeing a lot of people too uh model building they're they're taking advantage of the time as well um, they're, they're knocking stuff out. They're trying things. And the cool thing though, is that you can still order stuff online for hobby, you know? Right. So, right. so you don't have to really worry. Like, I mean, a lot of us have like a huge stockpile of kits already. So, so <laughs> yeah. the, the kits, it's not, not a problem, you know? And then another thing too, is like, you can always go back and revisit some stuff that perhaps you put it away because, you probably didn't have the time or, or something came up. Now this is your opportunity. Exactly. Something that's kind of been on the back burner for a while that, you know, you, like you said, can come back to and stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's a, uh, I've been seeing a lot of that myself too. As like everyone's saying, Oh, you surprised you haven't been posting more. It's like, well, you know, one, cause of the move and two, I'm, I don't know if I can say I'm one of the the fortunate or lucky few that still gets to go to work every day. So yeah, you got essential, essential job. You you gotta, you gotta do it, man. No. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like I, um, I'm, I'm, I try to think like, well, what's going to be, um, like, what am I going to be doing after this? You know, as as far as like in, in, in my real life, like, you know, professionally or whatever, because, even even with all this, we're like, you know what? I feel like this is like putting us in a position to really think about, you know, what what am I doing with my time? What am I doing as far as like the way I operate? You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're stuck at like a nine to five or whatever. Now it's like we some people are going to find a way to adapt to the online, you know, to have more oh, yeah. more freedom to be with their families and still be like making money to provide. So exactly. it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I know like, you know, I'm sitting here a lot of the times and I'm just thinking like, all right, what can I do? What can I do to be able to create or to become an asset to something mm-hmm. to generate? So this way, you know, you're, you, you don't feel like you don't feel useless or anything like that, you know? Right, like you're using your time wisely or in a positive way, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying, man. It's uh, it, it's gonna be real interesting to see what what happens come, you know, once we finally get out of this little slump or so that we're in right now with everything and mm-hmm. just how 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 much society as a whole is gonna change even more. Yeah, you know, and it, I mean, hopefully for the good in a good way in a in a positive way. You know, that's what we can, we can hope for, you know, it's just, uh, it's crazy though, man, not, not being able to really go out or do anything or, you know, 
I'm kind of bummed out because a lot of these shows have been canceled around my area just that I can't go to, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I feel like, you know, we're all in the, like, feeling, feeling it like that, like, we're like, dang, we're not going to be able to go to these shows, but it's going to be one of those things that once we go back to them, we're going to appreciate them more, you know, we're going to appreciate, people are going to appreciate everything. No, definitely. You know, definitely. and, and I feel like, let's say if there was certain shows that weren't, there wasn't that much of an attendance or support. Now it's going to be like more in a, like support, you know, like in October, yeah. um, I don't know if you saw, uh, Art Lasky post the show for October. Yes. So, yeah. you know, there in October, there's really no shows that, that I'm trying to think of around that time, but mm -hmm. it's still like, for for them just to even just to say hey we we lock something down for then you know right um that's good because uh you know you, you you're it makes us all feel very optimistic that right that this Gives is a gonna, little bit of hope yes yeah, the, the hope know. kicks in and and I know that once everybody's there you're gonna see a lot of familiar faces your friends and you're just gonna feel happy like being there around everybody oh yeah for sure and. You know, like you said, you appreciate it more, you know, for for being there with everybody and stuff like that. Because, yeah, that's that's like I said, that's the one thing I go to the shows for is just to hang out with everybody, you know, kick it, you know, have a good time and stuff. And yeah, you know, it uh, makes you makes you appreciate it more when you can't get go go out and do it every every other weekend or something like that, you know. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I feel like. Um, I know, I know a lot of, a lot of, you know, like the clubs and stuff do like the group photos or, or sometimes a couple friends take a photo, but it'd be kind of dope if like, if everybody who was at, at that event that knows each other just got together, bunched up and took like a huge, like big old, like a class photo type thing, you know? That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd pretty, be, awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Cause then it's like, that's, that's capturing a moment right there that you don't even know if next year everybody's going to be there, you know? and exactly and then like and even let's say five years pass you always look back and be like dude like we're all right there in that pick or whatever or we're like man we're looking even younger right there you know no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly or you know and or like you said and you know made and other people may not be doing it the hobby the following year or for whatever circumstances so you, you don't know you know it's a uh, at least but you have that you have that moment in time captured to where it was like, Hey, remember, go back to that day and how, how awesome it was, you mm -hmm. know? And that, that's, I mean, that's the one thing I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to with all once, like I said, once we get out of this little social distancing quarantine, whatever the hell you want to call it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's cool though. You know, we can still kind of keep in contact like, you know, through Instagram and, you know, or even like, you know, like we're doing right now with the podcast and stuff like that. And, you know, and branch out and branch out to people and give them something to listen to, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. That was one of the things I was like, all right, I got, I got all this time. Like, should I be podcasting every day, you know? But then, right. I, but then it was like, there's other things I got to do here at the house, you know? I got to mm -hmm. help with my fiance. I got to do this. I got to do that. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'll just I'll keep the schedule like like I have it every week, but right. I, but I do want to provide some content. You know, I don't want to be like, all right, guys. You know, I'm not doing anything right now either. <laughs> like right. I got I to chill and just and just worry all day. Nah, nah. I, I'm like, you know what? 
I if whatever I can do to provide some content, so hopefully uh, you know listeners can escape for a moment and not have to think about what's going on in their life exactly. and just and just you know listen listen to to people talk about a hobby, something that they love, you know. Right. Exactly. You know, and then yeah, and escape their escape the real world for a little bit. You know. Nah, heck yeah. There, there was a, you know, not now. I, th- I think we should probably switch it up a little bit on the subject. But yeah, yeah, going yeah. going back to the to the build room. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was there was one thing I saw in one of your photos that I was Uh-oh. like, oh man, this is dope. Your compressor. <laughs> I noticed you got one of the California Air Tools compressors. Yes. How do yes. you? How do you? What's your opinion on it? What do you think about that compressor? It is nice. I will say that. Um, it's very, it's got good, uh, good pressure, good flow, uh, works real well for airbrushing. Uh, I had a, uh, an Iwata, uh, smart jet compressor for the longest time before that. And that was a great one too. It finally crapped out after about almost 10 years. So I had it for quite a while and then I picked up the California one and, uh, Dude, my, my the the volume and the amount of uh, the different uh, pressure regulated and everything on that is is so much better than what I had on the Iwata. You know, I have a lot more control over the paint now with this uh, with this compressor. So, man, that's cool. I, that model that you have, you know, just I only saw just from that angle of the photo. But I was going to ask you if you could later send me a photo of it from a, diff- yeah. a different angle because i don't think i've ever seen that one that you have that model okay yeah i'll uh i can send you a couple photos of it uh it's one of their it's one of their smaller models it only weighs i think about like 30 pounds or so mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's got a it's got a one gallon uh one i think it's like a one gallon tank for uh for compressed air so it's not just a compressor it's also an air tank built into it as well nice yeah that's which, cool which is a lot is a lot nicer because although it is still a quiet it's still a quiet air compressor it's still it's louder than like some of the iwata ones are though so you know if you if you have it inside like i do you know it's it's nice to have that the the air tank because you can build that up shut the compressor off and then just use the air that's in the tank until it starts going down. Then you have to rebuild it. But, you know, on a full tank or a full uh, tank of air, I can spray for probably about 20 minutes uh, consecutively without really stopping. So it, uh, it gives you a lot of, a lot of leeway time in between before you have to kick the compressor back on, you know, to uh, refill the tank. But no, it's a it's a it's a real nice one, man. I recommend uh, any actually anything that California Air has because they they make some really nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also have a, a California uh, Air Tools compressor as well. Okay. Um, I back. I mean, I I still have my Iwata one as well. So I have two mm-hmm. two of them. The Iwata one I generally use for the skill model cars. And then I was looking for a, a larger compressor, so this way I could use like a touch-up gun, and mm-hmm. also all the other like uh, bigger spray guns. So right. I kept doing research, asking questions, and 
uh, I started with Willie. We started uh, talking about California Air Tools because I know he, uh, being at his house, I saw he had his compressor of it. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, just he started giving me an insight, some information on it. Um, I started researching. So all this like helped and it, it started to push me more towards to purchase a California Air Tools compressor. And I was like, man, but which one should I get? So I started to look for, uh, my friends were telling me, look for something with, with a higher CFM on mm-hmm. it. So then um, I bought one. I don't know if you've seen it. Coast Airbrush has the, the model on their website. Um, okay. It, it has wheels on the side. It's a, it's a pretty big one. I think it's a 10-gallon <laughs> tank. Yeah, I, th- I think I have seen that one. It's a uh, yeah, it's a pretty pretty massive uh, compressor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, when I, I when I was gonna order it, I mean, everywhere I was looking it up, I was like, man, that one's pretty pricey, but that's the one I want. But then mm-hmm. I I found it through uh, Home Depot, and they okay. ha- and they had it like maybe like a hundred and fifty less than what it was retailing for everywhere. Okay. Plus free shipping and all that. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get it. So I nice. got, so I got it from them. Um, it got shipped out, and and I've been, I've never had an issue. Everything's been cool, and it's it's back at my parents' house. That's kind of mm-hmm. like where I have all that stuff set up at. And um, right, I love that compressor though. And yeah, it, I saw you had it. it. I was like, dude, that's dope. It got me excited. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, it, like I said, it's the first California Air Tools one I've had. And, you know, it, it's, it's leaps and bounds does, I, like I said, I have a lot more control with, with all my paints and stuff now versus with, versus the uh, Iwata one I had. But no, it's, uh, it's definitely allowed me to, like you said, with a bigger, with the bigger spray guns and stuff, touch up guns, you know, that, that kind of stuff that I've, I'm able to, I have that backup now in reserve if I want to start getting into those those bigger guns and stuff like that. So it's uh it's a nice asset to have, that's for sure. Mhm. Another another tool that you have that I was like, "Oh, hell yeah." I was uh <laughs> super happy about uh was the Iwata HPTH airbrush. Yes, sir. With the trigger action. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, um that one there, I I got my hands on one." La- okay. last year and uh before i i, per- I made the purchase i was mm-hmm. like just just researching all right i want to get an airbrush which one should i get and um joe stevens who i interviewed last week um right when he came out i remember uh to california he we had talked about him winning a grex at a raffle so he got a compressor but he also got a a, a pistol grip airbrush Okay. And we talked about that back then and then we brought it up again. And I know Iceman Collections also was like selling me on it, telling me, dude, that thing's dope. Like you're gonna really <laughs> like it. And um and the same Willie as well, uh he he was selling me on it on the Iwata one though. He's mm-hmm. like, Oh man, that thing's dope. So then finally when I made the purchase, I was like I was sold once I read the details that it comes with the fan pattern tip. Right. On right. I was like, dude, I gotta get my hands on that. So when I saw you post your post about it, I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Just another ars- uh, tool to have in the arsenal, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. What, what do you mostly use that one for right now? 
Uh, right now it's just been, uh, like laying down, uh, candies and stuff like that. Nice. Um, you know, getting a, it's a good, good coverage gun for doing candies and stuff. You can get more of a, of an even coating as you go across the body with it. But, um, eventually I want to start using it for doing like, pat- like some, some of the larger pattern works and, and all that. But it's mainly for right now, it's become a, a candy a candy gun for sure. <laughs> no, that's good, dude. I, 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 I remember can, trying to candy out this car with the uh, HPCS airbrush, mm-hmm. but this is, mm-hmm. this is when I had like just no experience with the double action airbrush. Didn't even know like the mixing ratios with the house of color mm-hmm. uh, with the candies. And then also the, the, um, the PSI level. So it was just like I was all over the place, dude. That that thing was tiger striped like crazy. <laughs> it was uh, such an ugly, ugly uh, candy job mm. on the car. And now, you know, when you were saying that, I could just visually imagine the candy being sprayed on that body, just laying down like nice coats on there, because mm-hmm. it, it has yeah. a pr- pretty nice wide um, the fan spray. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the the pad the spray pattern on it, man, is it's it's awesome, dude. It's just it like I said, it gives you a nice even coverage, and then your overlap isn't isn't as bad to where it's it's not going to cause tiger striping as as bad as like what uh, the smaller smaller airbrush would, you know. Mm-hmm. And and like like I said, I mean, I I've, I want to start using it for some other stuff, but. It's been so good as for laying down candies. It's almost like I just want to keep that as that that type of a uh, paint just for that gun. Yeah, just yeah. just for that purpose. Save it. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I have enough airbrushes. I can I can space out all different types of paint through different different guns if I need to. So it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing if I kept that just a just a candy paint. Yeah, I'm ho- I'm holding mine right now. I have it here. Um, cause I brought it over back over here for my parents' mm-hmm. house. Did you purchase the, uh, the grip as well for it? No, uh, I don't have the grip for it yet. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, get it, dude. It's, it feels okay. totally different. Like I had mine without the grip for a while mm-hmm. and I mean, it's still usable and whatnot, but then I was just telling myself, all right, if they have a grip, I gotta get, I gotta just get it. It's only, it was only like 20 bucks on Amazon. And okay. and I got it in and I installed it really easy to just screw on and I was like, mm-hmm. dude, like it, it just fits really nice in your okay. in your hand. That I was like, man, like I was just telling anybody who I knew that had this airbrush, I was mm-hmm. just telling them, dude, you got to get the grid, bro. It it feels a lot better. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check into that then because uh, I've seen the grip, uh, just never really thought anything of to purchase it but now you say that yeah I mean, i'll uh, send you a photo of it yeah um, yeah definitely because yeah it it definitely does uh have support on the palm of your okay. hand like for sure because i was just like i mean i was i was trying to just get used to how it was but i felt like it was just too skinny um yeah i know what you mean it, it's kind of like you're you're trying to grip something that's not there almost mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of feels a little weird in your hand, but no, that that I can see where the grip will make a big difference with that. So I'm gonna have to have to look into that one for sure. Mm -hmm. But 
it, go ahead. It's a it's a nice gun. One uh, other question that I had for you was, um, yeah. I know your 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 clear coat jobs, dude. They're looking crazy, fantastic. Like, what do you um, what what is your method, or what are you doing to polish these cars? Because I mean, you could just see the reflection. Oh man, that's uh, I'm gonna have to start writing this stuff down and just put it out there for everybody. Because I've gotten so many uh messages since over the last like you know several months with the last few builds that i've done um actually uh iceman hit me up uh, a couple days ago asking me what what i use to polish my stuff so <laughs> i have to create like a little book for y'all no yeah because uh, it because it's like you, you show you tease us you show us the hood then the roof and then we're like what the hell like look at that it looks hella clean Right. And then you see it in person and you're like, okay, it's not Photoshopped. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, no, nah, it, it's, a, it, it, it's a, it's kind of a long, a long process. The, the short, the short end of it is, is once I, once I get to the final clear coat stage and I put like my last coat of clear, you know, my final coat, I, I put it down, I lay it down. I let the car sit for about five days once I put my final coat of clear on that way, cause I use the, the, the urethane, the two part clear. So it, it, it'll dry in 24 hours, but that's just to the touch. Any, anybody who knows when it comes to two part urethane, it, it takes a, a few days for it to fully cure all the way through. So it's hardened all the way down, you know, and I'll let it sit for about five days after that. I'll uh, come back with a uh, uh, the micro. It's micro mesh. I think it's micro mesh. They might be under a different name now, but uh, it's like it's sandpaper, but it's actually like a cloth, you know. So it's not it's not basically a one time use. You can reuse it over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, and it comes in a pack with uh, with thirty two hundred or thirty two hundred thirty six hundred. 4,000, 6,000, 8,000, and 12,000 grit, uh, basically like an emery cloth. And uh, I'll use that wet sand, the uh, the clear coat. So when you, and I, I usually start at 4,000, um, you know, whoever, whoever uses it, they can start at, you know, 36 or 32 if they want. I just found that doing, starting at 4,000 grit, it's a little bit easier to work with as you go higher up to, to bring out the shine back. Um, but you start with 4,000, it'll dull the surface down. It'll knock all the high spots down. You want to get the surface to be like a, a uniform dull finish, you know, so basically look flat almost. And uh, from there it's 4,000, 6,000, 8,000, 12,000 grit. It'll be uh you wet sand it each time. And by the time you get to 12,000, your shine has started to come back through. The dullness has gone away. The shines of the paints come back. However, there's still some, uh, some sanding marks on it. So from there, what I'll do is I'll take, uh, uh, Meguiar's. They make a, uh, they make a three-step, uh, polishing system. And it's, uh, they, it's a, a compound, a polish, and a, and a liquid wax. It's a three, three different stages. 
and I'll use the compound first, then the polish and the wax to basically bring out the reflectiveness that I show you guys on Instagram. So by the time it's all said and done, it has that real, real, real nice shine back to it. Man, that's tight. Yeah, Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a long-winded answer to that, but um, and yeah, no, no problem there, man. I just, I I tell people before, I I'm an open book when it comes to like certain things and techniques and tips that I have or you know that I use on my own stuff, and you know I can I, I can tell I can I can tell you how to do it, but it, basically what it comes down to is just practice at that point, you know because everybody kind of finds their own way to do stuff mm. you know so i can kind of give you the stepping stones for it but you kind of got to create your own path if, if that makes sense you know yeah but the uh the polishing where a lot of people get confused with the uh, mcguire's the the three state three steps everybody think a lot of people think that it's just like I put one application of the compound, one application of the wax and then the, or the polish and then the wax on. That's not the case. There's about, um, let's see, between the, the compound and the, and the polish, there's probably about five to six applications per each one of those steps. So it takes, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of elbow grease to, to bring the shine back to where it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and yeah. Like, like the first times when you started polishing, were you ever Mm -hmm. like freaked out when it went dull and you're like, man, I want to bring it back. What happened? Oh yeah. First time I, first time I did it, I burned through the paint because I, I I treated it like, uh, like normal sandpaper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Rookie mistake. You know, I was, I was, uh, let's see, the first time I, first time I tried polishing, I think I was 18 years old. And I, I, I used it and it, it, I was like, oh, okay, it's dull. They would they say, okay, go on until you get a uniform dull finish. Well, yeah, but you got to kind of move the, move it around and not just stay in one spot. <laughs> so <laughs> it, the first time I used it, I burned through the paint and then it, it, it freaked me out because, when I got back to the 12,000, the shine, the, the, the reflectiveness was there, but you could still see like a little bit of haze and like a little bit of, uh, like fine scratch marks, you know, in the clear. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know at the time I'm like, well, okay, damn, what do I do now? (laughs) You know? And I, I wasn't aware of like the polishes and stuff like that at the time when I, when I did it. And, you know, and just just through trial and error, I mean, I've used everything from uh, like Scratch X to uh, Mother's Polish to, you know, a lot of the different different companies that are out there. I've used a bunch of the a bunch of different wax, waxes and polishes. It's just I've, I've happened to find find a system that works for me with the McGuire's. So and, and I'll send you a. I'll send you a picture of the of the bottles of what they look like, so you can you know post it up for people to see. Yeah, and, and because uh, yeah, I, like I said, I have no problem telling you guys how I do the stuff. It's not it's not black magic or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, a special yeah. potion. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't just put it in a box, shake it, and then there it is, it's done. You know. 
if, yeah. it, if that was the case, I probably have more of these uh these kids built by now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny, but, man. But yeah, no, it's uh it it just what I can tell the more I on it that I can tell people is just, you know, if you want to polish it, just be patient, just take your time with it. Do don't do it on a project if you've never done it before or you're you're not comfortable with it. Do it on like a spare body or a body that you don't care if you mess it up, you know. Don't don't do it on your your next show project that you want to bring out to the public, you know, first, you know, test it on something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you won't be too happy if you burn through your uh damn that'd be a know, nightmare. Oh, dude, especially, you know, the guys that do the pattern paint jobs and stuff, all that time you spend masking. And if you burn through that, oh, man. Yeah, that would not be good. No, not at all. I, I, Like I said, I've been down that road before and it's uh, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. And, and anybody that wants to ask me questions, you know, too, like I, I've told people before, feel free to you know, reach out to me on Instagram, on messenger or whatever, you know, and I'll get back to them as soon, you know, when I can, I mean, it may not be right away, but you know, I'll get, if, if they got a question on something, I'll get back to them and, you know, tell them how it's done. I don't have any problem with that. So that's how you learn. No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll, I'll post the link on the description for you guys listening. If you guys want to reach out to Wes in case, if you're not on Instagram or you want to join and you want to start checking out his work, um, is there any, uh, any sh- shout outs or anybody you want to, um, you know, say what's up to before we wrap this episode up, Wes? Oh man. Uh, you know, just shout out to, uh, you know, everybody out there and, uh, is listening right now and, uh, my MCBA family, you know, shout out to you guys and, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Eventually we'll, we'll make it back out to these shows, you know, and to everybody that's listening, just, you know, We'll we'll get through this and uh you know we'll we'll be back at it here soon. So you know, and also too for anybody that's wondering, I'll be back building here hopefully within the next month or so. So <laughs> nice man. I hope everything goes smooth, get all settled in, have everything all set up and, and sh- later show us like an update photo of the build room. No, no for sure, man. It's uh just just from the photos that I sent you uh prior to this the room already looks 10 times different i mean i got a lot of my kits back on the shelves and stuff like that but yeah i'll keep everybody updated man i know you know people have kind of been asking me what what's been going on if i've been okay and everything it's like nah just it's just life you know mm-hmm. this is how it is so <laughs> you know and uh but no i'll be i'll be back at it soon man i got i'm itching to get back at it and i got some crazy someone calls probably stupid ideas in my head right now that I want to put on the table. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but nah, man, this was, uh, this was fun, man. I appreciate you bringing me back on, man. Yeah, man. uh, Thank you. Now we'll, we'll we'll do it again in the future. Oh yeah. You're always welcome. Hell yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, let's see. I think the last time was literally almost a year ago to the day. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully uh, some other stuff will happen to where we can get on sooner. But uh, yeah, 
you know, but no, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate what you're doing for everything with every, for everybody. And, you know, continuing to crank these out, man. It's awesome. No, thank you, you know? Wes. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Thank you. Um, this was, uh, episode number one, 19 with West Salazar. I'll link his, uh, his Instagram, but it's at Wes underscore S underscore scale builds. Yes, sir. That's yeah, where yeah. I'm at. Nice. Well, a hey, uh, sp- pleasure speaking with you. Uh, thank you again for being on the show. And we will keep in touch and stay safe out there. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Edgar. I appreciate it, man. And uh, take care, man. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right, Wes. Peace. Yeah. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.